This is Hobo. Nice to meet you. Facing the Crab podcast. Nice to meet you both. Great great to get you on, man. Yeah. Great to see you. Thanks for having me. I I had to come to the tat shop to do it, so I hope it sounds all right because my Wi-Fi in my basement is so bad where I live. So Yeah, that's all right. Yeah. That's coming through clear. Yeah, Yeah, we're in our studio and sometimes it does drop out. If it does, we'll get you back. Oh, easy, yeah, cool. That's all good. Yeah, I've done them before in my basement, and it's been like chaos. Like I'm running outside in, you know, just so I was like, I'll come here, and it's it, I know it's good here. So yeah, bit of peace and quiet. Yeah, yeah, as well. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's all good. No, we just, uh, I mean, we, we sent you our podcast, didn't we, ages ago? Because you said about yeah, you love listening to them on walks and stuff, and and then. Uh, yeah, here we are now. So that's, that's here we are. Yeah, I checked out the one with uh, Mike from I Hate God. It is Mike, isn't it? Is that... Yeah, Mike. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That was the one I checked that one out, and uh, yeah. And then I've made is is that the one you said? I think you hit me up after that. I was like, oh, I've already checked it out. So yeah, because I I feel like nowadays I listen to podcasts way more than music. Right. You know, so I just love them. Just can't get enough. Yeah, it's entertaining, isn't it? You get so many different perspectives from from different yeah. people. And you just like you get just kind of lost in it, don't you? Just especially going on walks and stuff. Yeah, yeah, and I'm going on a nice walk, stick a couple on, and like you said, it's just that other other person perspective. Like, uh, you know, you just I think that's the the coolest thing about them is you can just listen, even if you're like on like a on like a basic bitch level, just listening to Joe Rogan, you know. That's like the entry level podcast that you know. But even on that, man, you list I'd never talk to like a scientist or I'd never talk to someone from the CIA. So to like hear is someone from anyone's perspective on anything from all these different walks of life, man. They've really opened me up to a lot of things. I'm re- I'm a big fan of them. Yeah, I listen to them on the train when I'm going to work and stuff. I listened to that one um that you did with Meet Me, Ryan. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, big up Ryan. <laughs> yeah, he's he is cool, man. He is real fun to talk to. Yeah, so. yeah. No, nah, he's good. He's good. Yeah, yeah no, it's um, we we want to know everything, Jimmy. Obviously, <laughs> if you don't mind telling the story again of, of of how you like just a brief, if you can, how you fall yeah. higher power, you and your brother, and how it become that you become the singer and and then yeah. how you started doing the shows. If you can give a brief one great yeah so it was uh i was playing in a couple bands you know just straight up hardcore bands but i'd always just wanted to do something like outside of that and uh yeah i just had all these ideas that like never got quite fully accepted in the other bands i was in because you know it was all very just straightforward hardcore stuff 
you know, kind of almost formulated. And I'm just, I don't know, I'm not that I like to be controversial, but I like, I do, I have no shame or no, like, I don't care how people perceive me. So I'm like, oh, let's do something like this. That I, You know, like, I love ska punk. I'd, I'd write a ska punk song, man. Fucking, I, I love it all. So like, and I don't care if anyone knows that or thinks that's lame. So I've always just had these wacky ideas for music and like, you know, this mix mishmash of like ideas and I've always had them and you know I, I put them forward in other bands and it was a bit always a bit like oh we can't do that or this so I was like one day I was like fuck man I, I guess I just have to start my own band so, you know like I, I'm quite lazy so I, I was kind of trying to avoid it for a while but I was like if you want a job doing properly you kind of have to do it yourself so I started kind of being like right if if I'm gonna if I'm gonna get some satisfaction out of being in bands and kind of be a bit more creative then I'm gonna to have to be the guy that does it I guess like no one you know not all these other bands no one cares or wants to do that stuff you know so yeah I just started writing songs and then I managed to rope my brother into it because uh he'd always been a big fan of again he was just down for whatever so um we obviously kind of grew up together so we 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 both had a similar journey through music I'd say and uh yeah, so I, I managed to rope him into it. And, uh, you know, I wasn't... And then I managed to rope Louis into it by accident. He just showed up one day to jam with Alex after we were finished jamming for another band they were doing. And then I just kind of was like, oh, you're really good at guitar. And we we both love Crown of Thorns. Um, I'd never really hung out with him that much. I just always see him in a Crown of Thorns shirt and just thought, oh, that guy seems cool. Uh, and I was just like yo you should play guitar and he you know he obviously was really fucking good at guitar way better than me so we said you know he kind of joined in on the practice that the two-man practice me and my brother were having uh contributed a riff and I was like this guy's the guy he's fucking <laughs> sick like um yeah he contributed a riff and on the first practice and and then yeah and then kind of we carried on doing it we're like let's just record a demo and uh you know I'd obviously written all the vocal parts as well because I, in my head I was like this needs to have clean singing whatever I do needs to have clean singing that's that's what I love um and it obviously melody and I was like but I never I'd never sang ever but I always had I'm an ideas man so I had all these ideas had all these like things but I didn't actually have any talent to do it or like you know I'd never actually tried myself to do it like I said I'm quite lazy so I always try and find other people that can kind of articulate my ideas. And obviously I couldn't with this. And they were like, you have to do it. And I was like, fuck, I, I'll try. And in my head, it was like, we'll record the demo. I'll record the vocals. And then someone else will be like, I can do this better and step in. And then I can go play bass where I belong. But didn't really happen like that. And that higher power just ended up forming into me actually being the singer. And I was like, fuck i guess i guess this is my job in the band now like I'm not as well, yeah and i like i like a challenge and i like to like push myself so i was like fuck okay like i guess you know if i've always had these ideas like maybe it's time to step up and actually create them instead of wait trying to wait for someone else to do it so yeah oh mate well it worked out i mean you've got a great set of pipes 
And like you say, the whole melody aspects and all that, you know, I mean, you go from, I mean, you know, I mean, obviously I can hear the 80s hardcore influence, but then I think yeah, you go yeah. past that, you know, I think, I mean, I can hear all sorts of your music. I can hear, I can hear elements of, you know, even like Alice in Chains and the grungy kind yeah. of stuff, uh, you know, a bit yeah. of Jane's Addiction, all that kind of stuff. I can hear that coming through. So you've yeah. obviously got a lot of influences as a band. Oh, so many, man. And it's like, uh, like I said, I, I I grew I grew up in an alternative scene where like it didn't like one week I'd go like I said one week I'd go to like a like a punk show and the next week I'd go to like a metal show and then I'd go to a ska punk show and then you know like you go to like a weird goth show and it was all just all the same do you know what I mean like it was all like and I was quite young so I was obviously like when you grow older you kind of find your lane and the beginning for me in the most magic time was just going to all these alternative shows. So, and I've never, like I said, I've never really lost. And I can pick something from every genre of music that I like, mm. like, and that I listened to and had an impact on me because when you're young, you're just taking everything in. And then, like I said, that was the philosophy I tried to carry over into the band was like, nothing's off limits. There's no like, Oh, but we're this or, oh yeah but I don't want people to think that I still like Blink-182 or like because we have a bit of melody or whatever or like just some you know something that someone else might find embarrassing or even like Glassjaw I was like super pushing the Glassjaw thing so I was like man they really like opened me up to a lot of stuff as a young kid like Mm. in terms of like heavier music but with a more emotional side so yeah oh yeah I was like man that like like I said I wear that stuff on my sleeve because I'm a bit like I just don't care what people think of me sometimes it's my downfall people probably think I'm an idiot a lot of the time but I just don't have that like oh yeah I don't have that cool guy side to me with music so I was like man I want to be in a band that just plays music that was it and it's like like I said it's lucky to find five other people that like are generally on board with that philosophy you know sometimes I think the other the other guys are good because they rein me in a little bit because <laughs> you know <laughs> sometimes I'm trying like, to go down the power metal route yeah yeah sometimes they sometimes my brother will rein me in because he's a little bit more logical than me and all that so you know but yeah like like I said it's a lot there's a lot of influences in there and like especially with the melody like like I I guess it probably does sound like I take a lot of melody from Alice in Chains and shit because I do but and you know like Jane's Addiction but it comes from everywhere for me man like I said you, it comes from all kinds of different influences so yeah that was just like I said that was a mission statement like I love hardcore I love like you know I, I can be I get it why you want to be just a hardcore band and there's a formula and you want to recreate that but like I said for higher power with me it was just nothing's off the table we're just playing music that we like and there's no insecurity in it and there's no you know and it's early days for us it's definitely evolving even more from what it was you know it it definitely did start off very grunge like because that was my I was like oh grunge is the perfect kind of like like middle ground almost it's like wow you can take influences from all of this and it's still heavy you know, so like, yeah, a lot of it was, like I said in the beginning, it was super grunge influence. But yeah, yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to like the progression as well, and just bringing a lot of other things in because. Must have had some time to uh, write some stuff during this lockdown, Jimmy. Eh? 
Oh man, so much time. Yeah, we got like another. We not got an album written, but yeah, we have like fourteen songs written off just. Yeah. yeah, it's been cool. Like it's been actually really nice to write for no reason, because like, man, we we wrote a lot of songs that will never get heard by anyone just for the fun of doing it. Because there's no like, oh, we have two months to write this record so we can get it recorded so we can do all these tours. It's like. We're just writing, you know, one day we'll go in and be like, oh, let's, you know, we write some like real sunny day real estate kind of like slow jam and then it will never get used. We just did it. And then, you know, we can go in next week and just do something that's like Louis will bring in some like Louis really good at guitar. And he, he'll bring in these almost like Meshuga kind of riffs, but in his way. And it's like, Bloody we'll yeah. just jam that. And it's like, like I said, it's not just for, it's not for anything. But it can be translated, obviously. But yeah, it's just been so fun to just play with no, 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 like expectations almost or no goal, just yeah. to play play with each other. Like, yeah, it's been really cool. I was like, like if you've got tours and gigs coming up, you sort of tend to um, concentrate on your set lists and stuff. I suppose do you more than anything yeah. else? You know, that's just yeah, that's the way it, it is, isn't it? As a touring musician, I suppose. Yeah, that's that's the that's the uh, that's the job description, isn't it? Like we have to play the set really well, and we have to play the songs that everyone wants to hear because that's what fans do. <laughs> we can we could go out and be like, "Fuck it, let's just play all these new songs we've written because we love playing them." But it would be a stupid idea. So yeah, we'd be yeah. like I said, it's just just let's go fucking let's get this set really good and play the songs that we see people loving, and just give them a good time. Like yeah. we're here to entertain. Like I'm, you know, that's it. That's what we're here to do. So yeah. uh, that's what we do. We get together and we go. This song was good on this tour. This one's. This one will be good for this and this set. And we get the transitions down. And then you haven't got time to fucking write other songs because everyone wants to go home and play their Xbox whilst they're not on tour. Do you know what I mean? So it's like fucking. <laughs> yeah. I gotta go walk the dog. We've played the set. Yeah, I gotta go walk the dog. We'll, we'll write another day in it so yeah it's been real nice to have that freedom of of no responsibility as a band almost like just to play with your friends and, and you're you're in the tattoo shop now you're doing yeah. that full time aren't you because you're seeing the, the, the tattoos on instagram yeah that's what you're doing and obviously when you start touring again you're out of the picture then is that and you just yeah. jump back in do you just you know jump back in as you can and do those yeah additional tats when you can yeah definitely it's funny because like I did tattoo as a full-time job before the band started for a couple years and then obviously touring took over and I love tattooing but I love music and I love touring like that was my main dream so like as soon as that opportunity presented itself I was like you know you can always come back to tattooing and I've been super lucky to uh to have it to fall back on now we don't because the thing with, with being in a band is like High Power has been a band five, six years. We've been on tour and not been able to hold down jobs for like about four of them. And it was only this year, you know, at right as the album dropped, 27 Miles, that like it finally became financially viable that we would come back and make money and be like, OK, we and now I'm talking like we're just about paying our rent, like if we're lucky. Right. so like and it only just got to that point so like I always tattooed a little bit in between on the down low and I was really lucky that I had 
people that would come and I wouldn't have to be like posting on Instagram to pay my rent and you know like the other guys would be in between tours like just doing random jobs and then like I said it got to this year where it was like oh we just did three tours in a row where we paid our rent cool like it's finally the full-time job like it's finally going to be and then like you know COVID hit we get stuck at home so I've been so lucky to actually have this almost like give me another creative outlet and like yeah it's 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 been a blessing man it's I'm super super grateful that and I'm super grateful for like Simon for inviting me to work at the shop with him and you know even though he knew I'll leave again one day you know it's super nice like I got a real good thing going here with everyone it's in a way it's been nice to be at home for a bit and could reconnect with friends and tattoo my friends and have and build a little bit of a base you know we've kind of built up a shop here and and it's just snowballed like I said because I didn't know how long I was going to be home for at first it was like oh a month oh maybe six months now we're like what like a year and a half deep and I'm like the other guys have all had to go find other jobs and it's like you know and jo- like, like majority of them jobs they don't want to do do you know what mm, I mean like mm, yeah like just normal people again you know so I'm so lucky I can keep doing something creative and and like I said, it's just snowballed out of control. I never I never thought I was gonna be a full time tattooer again until the band completely died. But here I am and it's it's like I said, the more I do, the more customers I pick up and the more I post, the more the more people wanna book in. So yeah, yeah I'm just I'm just enjoying the ride whilst it's here, isn't it? You know, before any, if you had any uh proper nutters come in there for a tattoo jimmy yeah i've got a new i've got a new um regular called mad martin and uh right. he's just a mad old guy he's like you know in his 50s he lit he first thing he did was list off a list of jails he'd been to more than i knew were in england and then you know i'm just reworking his giant he's got a giant dragon back piece and we're just reworking it at the shop and yeah he's he's a new the new crazy guy he's, he's real funny man he's like a, he's a good guy but you know in his life he's been a naughty guy he's done some bad things and he's like all veneer teeth and he's like yeah they all got smashed out with a hammer and I'm like, oh yeah you've really he's, he's really yeah I've, I've he's been in twice i've only tattooed him once so you know he came into booking and we had a little chat and then uh he uh I tattooed him the other day and I've, you know he's now he's he's a regular now he's got booked in for a few sessions and I can't wait to get the stories out of him but <laughs> yeah he gets the nutters man you get them in here is there any um is there any tattoos you wouldn't do if you were asked um I mean like yeah I, I, I guess just like outwardly outwardly hateful tattoos mm. You know, if someone came for like outwardly racist tattoo or something, I'd just be like, I don't, I don't really want to do that. Like, I don't, you know, it's it's my job, isn't it? I, again, I'm providing a service. Someone comes to me and they're like, you do tattoos, and I want to buy your time off you. But at the end of the day, like, yeah, I definitely, definitely, definitely be like, you don't want. I don't want to do that, you know, and you don't want that. I'd, you know, but I think that's it, really, man. Like, like I said, anything hateful, I just, I wouldn't want to be the person that put that out there for someone. So I'd just, you know, just say no, I guess, unless yeah. they offered me like some things you just can't put your names. 
<laughs> yeah, I know. Unless they offered me a million pounds, and yeah, <laughs> I'd be like, fine, it's your life. Give you, give me a million pounds. But I think that's my, uh, yeah, that's my cap on hateful tats. Yeah, have you, have you ever spelt anything wrong? Because you see that quite a lot, don't you? These horror stories. Yeah, I the have, ho- man. The I, horror story tattoos. Yeah, when you're learning to tattoo, you fuck up a lot. Like, um, Aaron, who's my good friend, he's here. He's, like, learning to tattoo from us here at the shop. And, uh, dude, I'm like, you're going to fuck up a lot. There's going to be a lot of bad... I've done, you know, obviously you're learning. I've done on all my friends as well, bro. Like, I'm like, some friends, I'm like, that's the worst tattoo. Why did you... Like, my brother, even my little brother, like, he was asking me to tattoo his arms early on in the game for me and I was like nah 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 you don't want me to do that and you know he kind of convinced me to do it and I look back and I'm like these tattoos are terrible I'm so sorry but he loves them so but um yeah I've spelt what I spelt the one that really sticks out to me is a Spanish guy came in and he asked me for like a Spanish word so this one's not really my fault so it's all right but he asked me for a Spanish word and obviously I don't speak Spanish. So I'm like, this is the word. Yep. This is it. I write it out, you know, fancy for him, show him it. This is it. He, you know, he reads it. Cool. Put it on him. He's looking in the mirror yet. Definitely good. All good. Okay. I tattoo it on him, finish it. I go and grab some lunch quickly. I'm walking up to the shop and I just see the dude back in the shop from a distance. And he's just sat there like this. And I'm like, like, you know, head in his hands. And I'm like, I've spelt something wrong on this guy. I just seen him. And I walk, <laughs> you know, I'm walking down the street. I can see him in the window. And I'm like, uh, I'm going to walk through this door. And he's going to tell me I've spelt it wrong. Like, I just knew it. So, yeah, obviously I get back and he's like, dude, I like called my friend. And, you know, I show him the tattoo on FaceTime. And he tells me that the E and the A are the wrong way around. And I'm like fuck like fuck like and then I'm like wait a minute this isn't even my native language and I'm like you gave me this word to tie on you and I asked you if it was correct I'm really sorry I was like dude I'm really sorry but I'm not Spanish so like I couldn't I wouldn't have known that I would hold my hands up if I knew the word and the spelling but I have no idea what this word means or says. So um, I'm sorry. Like, I, I don't know what I can do for you. And you just, you know, and he switched from being angry at me to being like, oh, yeah, fuck. Like, <laughs> this is my. And I was like, look, here's the stencil. Here's everything I showed you. I, I'll cover it up for you. You know, I'll obviously help you. And I'll, I'll obviously, like, do it at a discounted rate. But I don't, I, it's not, I don't know what you want me to do about it right now like and he was just like yeah you're right <laughs> you're right you it's my fault and I was like thank god for that thank god it's not my <laughs> just fault, accepted bro. it in the end yeah I was like oh man I'm so happy like I'm so glad it wasn't my fault because yeah like I said I, I just my stomach dropped I was like here we go like and then I think I did it another time on a guy who wanted like this like really like hectic sleeve of like typewriter font and he wanted like uh all these quotes from horror films just any you know what I do is I just type them out 
on, on online, print them out, and he'd just stick them on him, and it'd be chaos. He was like, I want it like schizophrenic. I want it all <laughs> over the place. And I was just sticking them on, and they're all jumbling together, you know. And then I'm like, I'm just, I'm just doing it. That's like again, it's one of those tattoos where this guy wants this, and who, no one's gonna convince him that he could get something different, like or cooler, or he wants that, and he's like, this is the vision. I want you to do it. So I'm like, yeah, that's cool. So I'm doing it, and like, yeah, I remember he came back and was like, oh, one of these words is like missing, like an e or something, and I'm like, ah. Uh yeah sorry I'm like kind of dyslexic and you just we just stuck on a lot of quotes your whole arm full of quotes like I'm really sorry and he was like no it's fine I don't care I wanted it to be crazy and I was like <laughs> again I was like, oh sick okay perfect he was like I was just saying it's quite funny isn't it like and I was like yeah I guess it's funny this time like fucking <laughs> and then I was like to the desk guy at the old shop where I worked at, I was like right just please stop giving me words <laughs> just just <laughs> please like I I'm I'm not the man for words give me the pictures all day but I don't think I don't think I should be trusted with spelling like <laughs> so yeah Jimmy the, the, the last album if we could just go back to it uh yep. 27 miles underwater the the concept that you you wrote about it the seven year cycles yeah, man and the, the personality changes and stuff. Where did you first sort of get into that? And do you, do you believe in it, or is it just something that interests you? Um, I'd say yeah, I think I do believe in it, just purely based on the fact that I I felt such a change and it like coincided with this seven year cycle thing. But I also know that it, you can put you can decide what you believe. So like it aligns with my views and what's happened to me perfectly, but to everyone else, they might be like, this is some fucking stupid bullshit. But you know, like to me, it makes sense because I lived it. You know what I mean? So, but I don't know. I've just always been really into like, I don't know if you want, I don't know if you can call it spirituality or like psychology or sociology you know, I've just always been into being aware of why you do things and what's going on around you and what shapes that. Like, like I, I don't know why, like I said, I'm not smart. I could never go and do it at uni, but I've always been like a bit of an analyst of people and their behavior and trying to figure out why and why I do what I do and what, what led me to do why, what I do now from my, from my past. And, you know, how like a certain situation shaped who I am like I'm just fascinated with that like I'll read like I'll read books I only read books about people like biographies like a like a it started off as a kid reading like my mum would have a lot of uh serial killer books around and interviews with serial killers and I think that's where it sparked it because I was like wow these people are like like interesting you know what it takes like and I don't read a lot at all in it I'm not like I said I'm not smart and I'm not trying to act like I read a lot but like if I do ever read a book which is maybe like three times a year it, I've never been able to read a story but it's always like a like a biography or biography like interview with someone like and I just like I said I'm just fascinated with why people do what they do which makes me 
look at myself a lot and why I do that and what changes within me and what and I guess it like I said that that's just what makes me that's what turns me on about people man like so the seven I think that's always going to come across when I write lyrics that's just my go-to isn't it like it's almost like man why do I do this like and then I write it down and that's what my songs are that's basically all my songs are is like me just walking around just thinking and like or listen like listening to a podcast and being like fuck that person did this and that makes me think why do I do this and then it's almost like therapy in a sense where I write down my stream of consciousness and you know be it why I feel why I feel this way about someone from my past how I know it's like a lot of 27 miles is about like someone else changing and me and me changing at the same time and just coming to terms with that and accepting that and noticing that in, in ourselves and you know so it's just stream of consciousness that gets turned into lyrics it, you know yeah. um but it's definitely yeah. something to be said for it you know when you obviously we, we all we all are existing have been through so much yeah. and then you do yeah. get them days when you wake up and you do feel like something's just switched off don't you you're like yeah you feel like you've been reset and you all of a sudden you don't like that you couldn't give a shit about it <laughs> and yeah. you just want to think about something new and you're hungry for information for for, for new beginnings I, I can totally yeah. get the theory behind it because there are days where you just feel like your brain's having a reset and you, you can't explain it yeah no and, and I think a lot of people try and shy away from that and and a lot of people like cause you cause your, you almost cause yourself more turmoil by trying to claw back at things and like I said like no relationship's really gonna last forever like we're nothing everything in this world is temporary and I think that's my mindset is like this is temporary I'm temporary like nothing is gonna be good forever do you know what I mean like even with higher power like it's not gonna last forever like we're gonna like where we're at now as a band isn't always gonna be that like and I think that's my main thing I've really tried to focus on on these past in these past like 10 years of my life almost like growing older it's like hey things change and you have to be okay with that Mm. and it's fine to not like something you know it's like even like like something so so like you know, it's it's normal for people to be like, like coming from hardcore, like, oh, this person's sold out. They're not straight edge anymore. And it's, and it's, you know, it's the usual thing of like, oh, they're, they sold out. Like, and I think that's just like such a weird way to look at the world because yeah, everyone's going to change, man. Like it's fine. You know, I've always just been like that as a person. I was just, you know, coming from like a straight edge group of friends. It's like, oh but they they're not strange anymore and it's almost like once they're not strange the people don't like them on it they're mad at them for changing but I've also always just I don't know like I said I don't know why I think like this I've never figured it out but I'm just always being like man yeah people change and you have to accept that like I'm I change every day we all change every day and like you're saying you can wake up one day and be like fuck I hate this and you can wake up one day and be like man I actually I love this I miss it and like I think it's if you just embrace that and kind of embrace those feelings and go with them, like you're going to be way let more happy instead of trying to fight everything and, and 
or cover cover up that you don't feel that way right now. You know, keep like, everything the same. Yeah, trying to keep everything like, the same for year year in year out is a hard task, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, because the world isn't the same every day. Every day you wake up and the world changes. Like every day you wake up, your bank account changes. You got more money, less. Like mm. everything just changes constantly, and you have to go with that. You otherwise you're always going to be unhappy. Like trying to get gain some control, and you're and like I like I said, I have I probably have some really fucking wacky ideas on life because I live in this little bubble. But you know, you're never going to have control. Like your complete control anyway like there is little elements of your life you can control but the majority of it is like just in the universe's hand that's how I look at it I'm like fuck it man like you know like say someone wants to leave higher power I'm not going to be like oh man like fucking you leaving us behind you know obviously I'd be super bummed out but like also it's just like okay cool like that's fine your life trajectory is going this way and ours is going this way that's how it goes like you know you can't force something to happen but like i said the world around us changes every single time changes every fucking second you know what i mean like mm, it's just changed the clock, yeah <laughs> it, exactly as we're talking it's constantly changing and in, in all these different things are changing around us like of course you're going to change your environment the way you feel changes with your environment as well, you know, like I'm not even angry anymore. I, I actually find it really hard to write heavier songs nowadays because my environment's changed. I don't, I'm not stuck at home in a relationship. I don't want to be in when I was writing 27 miles. Like I'm out living my dream. I'm just generally a more positive, happy person doing what I want to do. So like for me to try and write a fucking really heavy, angry song, like, I kind of don't have that and for a little bit I was a bit like fuck what am I going to do and I thought actually no that's where the turmoil comes in and you're I'm like embrace the change in your life fucking that's great that you don't want to write horrible angry songs anymore because you're you're lucky to not have that like almost angst inside of you anymore because you're happy for once like I just accept that and you know and I just write the songs that come out now. Like they're not, they might not be as heavy. They might not be like for, you know, you might not be able to spin kick to them, but I don't want to output. I don't want to put, that's just not me anymore. And I think that's, that's fine. I'm living my dream in it. Like, you know, I'm not, I, yeah. Seem happy, man. Seem happy. Yeah. So is, is the third album a pop album? Yeah. You're getting all you too. Like, it's, it's, it's higher powered disco pop. Technic. Yeah, higher power is just gonna go What's it full their album when you two did that <laughs> pop pop tour, disco tech tour. Oh, I have no yeah. idea. I actually, <laughs> I actually found one U two song that I got into recently. So they got like a real good ballad, and I was like, oh shit, like this isn't bad. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> but I actually don't know anything else about U two. There was just this one song that I was like, oh, I can get down with this. I really like Act On Baby, the album. I'm putting it out. Yeah, I don't care. Who cares? <laughs> God, I'll, I'll Slime, check it out. serious ways all that i love that yeah what's the one with the air the one that i like the song from had an airplane on the front and it's like a black and white cover and oh like a... yeah yeah i had like, quite a long title i can't think that's well after yeah yeah yeah. But, <laughs> yeah i mean like yeah fuck i i like i like the song of it i liked it i can't remember the name of the song but i did go for a week where i listened to it and was like cool i'm down with this yeah here we are that's nothing yeah next that. album's 
the third album is just going to be like pure pure hippie music it's just going to be me like change with time like, go with the sounds of things you know? <laughs> like, the shaker gonna, just yeah like, there's going to be like I mean? rain yeah like shakers there. and rain rain sh- machines the sitar sitar solos yeah it's going yeah why not that's how life is isn't it but yeah nah like i said it's just you i love change man i'm all, almost almost like I love, I, yeah, I just love change because I love to, like, be in uncomfortable situations as well. You know, I love I love to have to, like, figure out a problem. So change almost almost brings that around, doesn't it? Like, you know, like, if something's going to change, you're like, fuck it, let's go. It's almost like a challenge, like, how some people like Sudoku or whatever. I'm like, oh, change. I'll embrace it because it's the new new like puzzle to put together like yeah so yeah keeps it interesting that um rudolf steiner the that you worked the album from them just yeah. reading it here uh, yeah. 42 to 49 year olds um when the soul works hard to impress the full forces of personality upon the world so that's our age bracket so that could have been <laughs> the podcast couldn't it? That could have been that could have yeah. been it, man. If it's yeah. part of the seven cycles, that's what I thought. Yeah. That's what I picked that one out of. Yes, mind you, mind you, I had a heart attack when I was forty-two. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, w- I was listening to one of the. Po- I don't know if it was the mic one, but you, it did say in it. You, are you all right? You're good. Yeah, now. I'm all right. Yeah, I'm still here. So you know, yeah, there's a few <laughs> health issues, but you know, I'll be all right. Yeah, <laughs> it's got good, going. Yeah. That's why I'm like, yeah, we'll, we'll be all right. It's all right, as long as you're yeah. alive. You change. Fucking, yeah. it's, cha- it's just change. It's change. change. Yeah, it's just changed, yeah. We're going to be changing into Yeah. <laughs> had a couple of cardiac arrests, but it's fine. I'm still in. It's fine. Yeah. Each one, each one, what don't kill you makes you stronger, you know? It's exactly a new, nice. new perspective. You're coming back stronger every time. That's what it's about. That's what it's about, mate. Taking one day at a time, one podcast at a time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, fuck, I hope this one doesn't give you a heart. I'll, I'll try and try and keep it low level, you know. No, we're good. So I'm feel, just... I can feel it. It's all right. Funnily it's enough, all right. when I had it, it was the day after we'd done the Mike Williams one. Yeah. Oh, shit. The next, yeah. Yeah, the next morning. Next morning, yeah. Because yeah. Like, heart attacks are strange, aren't they? Like, uh, you can you can have a minor one and like, it's like not super life threatening and, mm. or some people just straight up, just die from them on the spot. Don't yeah, they? Yeah. It's quite, it's quite a broad spectrum, isn't it? With heart attacks. Like, yeah. I didn't realize that for a while. It was only, uh, yeah, it was only like, you know, when you start meeting people in their, in their like thirties and forties, like, Oh, I had a minor heart attack. And you're like, Whoa, like, you know, mm. you, so fuck you. Yeah. I guess you just got to, you can take it easy. Oh, yeah. yeah, take it easy. Look after yourself. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I had the one they call the widow maker, so... Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyway, that's another just... story. Uh, <laughs> I think you're meant yeah. to be here, man. You're meant to be here. Yeah, so, for sure, man, for sure. You've got to do your band and you got to yeah. do your podcast. That's it, mate, yeah. Yeah. you got your boy. This is... <laughs> that's it. It's all good. It's all good. <laughs> and that's the thing. I, it's, it's, I'm 30 now. So I'm like not old by any means, but I'm starting to get to the point where I'm like achy a bit longer. And you're like, you do start real. You're like, fuck, 
man. Like, like I said, you, we're all temporary. You, you do start getting a bit like, fuck my knee. Like I'm having knee problems now and it's. Oh, I'm with you there. Like, man, <laughs> yeah. It's oh, like shit, you're Jimmy. Not gonna... Didn't you, didn't you play a whole gig with a dislocated kneecap or something? Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. It keeps like popping out randomly and. Shit, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, but it's kind of crazy because it's like the more I look after myself health wise, like eat good sleep good my knee is completely fine it was just on that tour when I had covid and I wasn't sleeping and we've been on tour for over a month that's when it started coming out and being fucked because my body wasn't in good shape like I was really struggling with everything on that tour so it's almost like uh yeah you realize you're like oh shit I'm like when you're young you're invincible aren't you you know what I mean like I could when I was young man I would eat a whole swiss roll like a burrito (laughs) <laughs> like for fucking lunch and feel fine if i do that now i have to go home and sleep and like i'm fucked do you know what i mean like arctic roll yeah yeah i, I dude i used to eat so Better bad do. my diet was horrendous I, like, it? it wasn't like you know french fancies were a big thing for me as well like i couldn't just have one i'd have the whole box and that's just like that was just like a pre-dinner snack you know and now i'm I'm getting up there in the, you know, I'm 30 now and I'm like, okay, I can't do that anymore. I'll get heartburn now. I'll fucking get like, you know, my joints start aching because I'm not eating the right foods, man. It catches up with you one day, man. Like I said, but you forget until it happens as well. Like you don't think anything's bad is going to happen until it happens. So that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Like like, at least you're still here. Yeah. Going back to the COVID thing. Who was the yeah. member of the band who didn't catch it? He must have been on that tour bus shitting himself. Yeah, and it's funny as well. Matt, was, who was our guitar player, who is the only high-risk member of Higher Power, because he had cancer about four years ago, mm, four or five really? years ago. Yeah, he had Hodgkin's, Hodgkin's lymphoma. Shit. And uh, he had to, he, you know, he, he's done chemo and everything. He was the only one that didn't get sick from it. He's the only invincible one, so. Wow uh yeah it was just him that didn't get it man the rest of us got varying degrees of sick like I was super super sick but I don't look after myself and I'm I like stress myself out if I do start getting sick which makes it worse I knew it was bad when Ethan our bass player got really sick because he never gets sick and he just eats crisps all day and (laughs) smokes weed and it's never you know he looks after himself now He's, uh, he's he's found himself a bit during the lockdown but um he he and I'd always hate him I'd be like man you I fucking have to sing and I'm always sick and you just eat like shit and you smoke weed every day and you're never sick and he's like yeah I, he never washes his hands you know I was a bit of a germ freak as well and always washing my hands always sick him never sick so I knew it was bad when he got it and he was like in the back of the van like sweating and shivering and all this and I was like fuck this is something serious like this is definitely <laughs> if Ethan's ill but yeah Max was the you only had one to continue the tour like that yeah man yeah yeah and uh that's just what you do isn't it like I like I said I'm I get sick every tour because I stress myself out about being a singer because it's not like my natural thing. I'm not like, yeah, I can sing through anything. Fuck it. I'm a bit tired. I'm like, oh, I'm a bit tired. Fuck. I'm, you know, so I get sick from stressing myself out. Right. But it's, you know, it's like, uh, it is what it is, isn't it? Like you get sick on tour, like you're there to play a show. If you don't play the show, 
you don't get money and you're going to be in even more debt when you get home. So it's like, like I said, in, when we played New York and I played that show with the bad knee, with the twisted knee, it was like, I was just stretching before. I Like that set, there's a video of it on YouTube, but I was already wanting to pull out of the show because I'd lost my voice from being sick. But everyone's like, nah, it's New York. It's It's our first ever sold out headline show in New York we can't pull out. And I was like, yeah, we really can't, can we? Like, fuck, I'm just going to have to do this and sound terrible. You know, I was just like, fuck it, I'm going to have to sound terrible. There's no way we can pull out of this just because I've got a bit of a sore throat. You know what I mean? Like, And then I'm like, well, I'll stretch. And I'm literally like, we're all backstage. And it's like, you know, you're going to go on in a minute. And I'm like, yeah, I'll just stretch my leg quickly because my knee's been really fucked. And I just stretched it and it came out. And I was like, fuck. Mm. I can't put my foot down. They're like, what? I'm like, I can't put my foot down. My knee's fucked. They're like, yeah, your knee's always fucked. And I'm like, no, no, no. Like, my knee is so fucked. It's kill. It's agony. I don't know what I've done, but I cannot put. And then we're like, everyone's like, looking at it. I'm like, look, I'm just going to go out there and hope for the best. And I just hobbled out in it. Just fucking hobbled out and was like, let's, let's do this. Like, it's what we with your voice and then you had you probably, it's probably helped you just thinking about the knee instead when yeah. I did it <laughs> it's fine yeah it's so funny like but I, I I could scream really well because my voice was so fucked so that's the only thing I was like right I've got this new gnarly scream going on because my voice is so fucked let's just stick with that <laughs> like I'm just gonna stick with that tonight like I'm gonna tell everyone my voice hurts and my knees fucked and then and I went on stage and, you know, I'm trying to gauge the set. I'm like, can I sing this high? Can I do this? Oh, screaming's going all right today. Fuck it. Like, <laughs> just scream yeah. my way through it and get off and go lay down and see a doctor. Like, yeah, man. thing with Slipknot and you guys are on that is that happening is that still I hope so I really... cruise. The... yes the Slipknot cruise man that was like a be... mental concept isn't it dude that was gonna be Slipknot the on a cruise <laughs> yeah for three days like I was that was gonna be the coolest thing I'd ever done and would be, would I, be. I, yeah I assume they're gonna reschedule it because it's such a big event like I assume that one day it will happen so, yeah, hopefully, man. Like, I haven't heard anything about it, but they did say, like, oh, they'll reschedule it. So, yeah, hopefully one day it happens because I really fucking was looking forward to that, man. Like, yeah, There's, there's yeah. that other festival in Manchester you're going to do with uh, um, Drain and Madball. Are on it. Yeah, is yeah. That, is that happening or not? <laughs> Outbreak. Is it 
was it outbreak? Out, yeah, outbreak. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, that's that that's that's happening. Yeah. Um, again, I'm not. It's definitely been rescheduled, and it's happening. We got we got an email like, do you still want to do this? Um, but I'm not sure how, like, or what, I can't remember when it was rescheduled for. Um, so many things have just been rejumbled around. I can't but, keep yeah. up. I'm like. I'm like, look, I'll play anywhere. I'll play to 10 people. I'll play to a thousand people. Just tell me where to be. And I'll like, because that's kind of what I'm like as well. I, I just want to play in the band. So like, it's rare that like the Slipknot Cruise was the one thing that I like remembered the date off. And I was like, this is going to be sick. This is happening then. Everything else, I'm just happy to be there. So I, I don't really like, I'm not one of those people that can pinpoint dates and this is going to happen yeah, then. Yeah. And I'm just like, She's like, fuck it. Oh, we're playing a show. I don't care who it's to. Like, I just want to play a show. So I'm the worst person to ask about scheduling and rescheduling because I'm like, yeah, just cool. I'll be there. Whatever's happening, if, I'll fucking be there. Like, you which heard I that band is, you must have drained that are on that bill. Oh, Careful. yeah, yeah. We, we, we toured with them. And, um, we did. In January, that tour where we, yeah, that tour where I was really sick and everyone, or everyone was sick, but Drain were on a lot of that tour. And they're so fucking good, man. They're so... Yeah, we, we, we got their so CD. Good. We ordered their CD yeah. and that. We saw it online, didn't we? Yeah. We saw footage of it and that. We just obviously instantly just loved it. Yeah. yeah. Real good kind of like crossover-y stuff, like, but like a nice mid-pace, like, you know. And the, the guy's voice is just so fucking wild. Like yeah, He's just, so entertaining, isn't he? He's so like... Yeah. Yeah. He's just with so it. So much energy. So much... Because they're one of those bands where I'd seen them, they were getting a lot of hype. And I I'm I was like, I'll just wait till I see them live. You know, I, I'm I if a band's got a lot of hype, I, I kind of wait until I see them live to make an opinion on it. And then Suits first show, I met the singer before they'd even played anything. I was like, this band are gonna be incredible. The, the singer's so nice and friendly and energetic. I was like, even him alone as a person, like I'm a fan already. You know, so as soon They're as they played, list. I was like, yeah. We've got to see it. Played, yeah, you should do You do, they kill it. They're, like I said, they're all, all nice guys, all good, look, like, friendly guys, and they kill it live, so. Looks like he's just going down B&Q to buy some wood. And, uh, <laughs> and then he jumps on stage and absolutely has it. Dude, yeah, because <laughs> he's, like, the most nicest American, just nice guy. He's like, hey, dude, can I carry anything for you? But, you know, like, one of those people, like, and he's like, Brilliant. oh, good job, buddy. Yeah, good. Yeah, hope you, 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 you look great today. You know, one of those, like, almost like a Truman Show style American people. Oh, where they just, Truman where they just, Do you know what I mean? Like, you look great today. Have a good <laughs> day, buddy. Like, he's like that, but also, like, it's not, like, fake. It's just him as a person is so positive and nice. Like, but yeah, like I said, it's a bit, it, when it's an American person, you just associate it to, like, movies and shit, so... He's almost he, he gives me a Truman Show style actor vibe, just positive vibes, you know, just be the guy. But that's who he is as well, man. He's so yeah. nice, like, yeah. <laughs> and yeah, he does just look like your average American dad. <laughs> <laughs> who are, um, are, there, are there many bands on your label that you're like got a good kind of camaraderie with? Yeah, like uh, like oh, we toured with Turnstile and Angel Dust a bunch of times. Um, so those guys and we've known them for years as well before higher power was a band we knew all of the guys from those bands so like it th those guys 
you know, I, we, I talk, we'll all talk randomly, you know. Um, Code Orange, we talked to. Oh, that last album was a belter, wasn't it? Dude, so, yeah, again, I, I was, uh, like I said, in my older, as I get older, the, the less, I, the less, and especially like I said, now I'm like a bit more in control of my emotions, the less heavy music like that actually really speaks to me and I can take it in. I can always be like, oh, this is cool. And Cold Orange was one of those bands where I was like, okay, this is cool. I like this, but it doesn't evoke what I want to emit into the world. I'm, you know, it's it's a, uh, it's a bit, it's very, <laughs> it's almost like kind of school shootery vibes. Do you know what I mean? Like very dark, heavy. Like I'm gonna hurt you in the pit to this music. And I know they're not like that as people, but you know, like it's very, it's very macabre, isn't it? It's very mm. dark and heavy. And I like that. And I like them as a band. I like them as people. But it took till that last album was what, what really turned me onto them, where I was like, this is actually so fucking good. Like, this is so, they're like, you know, this album's really good. It's very, it's intense, very. Isn't it? Yeah, yeah. But, but you put it on and you almost feel on edge. Yeah. And like I said, the older I get, the less I want to feel that from music, the more I just want to enjoy a fucking good song for what it is. And not have like, like I said, because I'm not so angry anymore, and I've, it's it's hard for me to listen to lots of angry music because I don't, it doesn't resonate with my thought process anymore like it did when I was like an angrier younger person. But that album, yeah, was I did listen to it and I was like, this is fucking sick. Like mm-hmm. this is so good. Like, like they're gonna, like again, COVID kind of robbed them of, like that year where they could have. I was like, oh, after this year, yeah, they're going to be fucking, they're going to kill it. But I guess we'll have to wait and see when they can come back and, you know, they can start start again. Yeah, definitely. And what have you sort of learned about being on the road? Like, I know you've played like Slovenia and stuff like that. You've been deep into Europe, haven't you? What What have you yeah. learned about um, like constant touring into, you know, out there places and, you know, not much budget and stuff. Yeah. And that's um, a big, I know it's a sort of big question, really. It's like not, not really putting down to one thing, but. No, if anything, I think it's just led me that like, led. it's kind of like, so, so I've always kind of been very go with the flow. And I've always, always, always been like very open to a conversation with anyone because you never know where that's going to get you. Like if you, or if your first response is to shut off the people then you're not open to any possibilities you know if you like oh fuck I don't talk to anyone you're never going to learn anything and you're never going to experience anything because let's face it like 99% of the experiences happen for us because of other humans around us so if anything it's just kind of instilled the thing of like anything can happen be open to anything just because someone doesn't look the same as you or dress the same as you doesn't mean that they don't doesn't mean that they're against you either because we've had it like on tour where like someone that doesn't even like our band will let let us stay and cook us breakfast just from a conversation oh you're traveling oh you're on tour like oh you need somewhere to stay like you know there's there's human decency out there and I I think when you're like I said when you're younger and you're a bit immature you you try and only maybe talk what I think I did you try and only maybe talk to people 
like oh this person will never like have anything for me or I would never be able to offer them anything because they don't we're not the same but then the more people you meet from different like say it's like almost like podcasts like the more different you pe- people you meet from different parts of life and different way ways of the world like you, you, I've learned so much just anything from like different foods to different different like ways people live you know just so much man just it's like I said it's just almost just fed into my already very much like go with the flow be open to anything mindset and lifestyle I try to live so I've learned yeah I've learned so much but I think the key thing I'll take away from it is always be open to you know just saying hi to a fellow human regardless of anything just always be open to a conversation always be open to you know what you can do for someone and you know like whether like you know like what you can do for someone and and where that can take you just just like I said just being a decent person like so yeah like I think that's the main thing I've kind of just taken from it yeah totally cool I think I was definitely guilty of um Maybe not being that sociable when I was younger. Yeah. Yeah, I suppose at times, yeah. Sociable, but guarded, I think. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. That you're talking about is is definitely the ones I have. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, the podcast, talking to all different people, has made us realise that more, hasn't it, really? Yeah, Yeah, I'd say so. 100%. It's a a blessing to speak to people from parts of the world parts of the country yeah. and yeah, yeah. Started we used to get quite nervous but now like we feel like we just we're more anyone. excited to yeah yeah, yeah. Hearing, to, to get to yeah yeah now that is that is the that is definitely the uh the outlook to have so mm. that's 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 what you've taken from that yeah i'm really stoked for you guys as well because it's like you just like you're saying it's just a pod- podcast are amazing man i don't think there's a lot of, i think they're like big obviously but i think there's like you said I think the world hasn't quite not everyone in the world is quite caught on to like how much they can open your eyes to things and mm. like you're saying for you like it's so cool that you've done it and you've just been like yeah let's fuck it let's talk to people like you know like it's that's so cool man and like like I said I'm glad it's working out for you and I really like fit, see the benefit in them you know oh it's great yeah, yeah. you must um going back to what you were talking about about liking like like the serial killers and understanding people's minds and stuff. You must have yeah. listened to um, the last podcast on the left. Yeah, yeah, I have listened to it. How good not, is that not, show? Yeah, yeah, it's, it's sick. I've I've not delved too deep into it because I have listened to like two episodes, but I always find I almost find it easier to to watch uh, have a visual with some of this stuff. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Like like a crime scene or like a person's face. But I listened to that and. Um, yeah, there's a couple of good crime ones out there, but yeah, I definitely need to delve into last podcast on the left a bit more because what I did hear of it, I liked. But then I would end up just going home and being like, "Oh, is there a Netflix documentary about this person?" Like, so I can see them. And, yeah, Mate, you know, there's, just fucking... so yeah, there's this one. There's this one episode about this guy, and I think his name's Harold Fish. And what yeah. he's done was horrific to children, to anybody. He was horrific. Uh, yeah, and those guys make it really funny, and I know it's a bit of a sick thing to do. But they're yeah. talking about him. And they found when 
after when he died, they found all these needles like inserted in him, like you know, like between his balls and his ass. Oh yeah, and yeah, he, I've heard about it. Yeah. He had them in there every day. He'd put more in there because yeah, pain. He loved the pain, and it's like fuck you know. There's some sick people in this world, man. Yeah, they're really like like I said. It really is just anything that you can think of. Like someone's probably done it. That's why yeah. I have to say that, don't I? Yeah. Whatever you think of, which I've learned about the internet since that came into yeah. play. Whatever you can think of, somewhere in some corner of this world, someone has done it, and that is what's so fucking scary about it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Dude, the funniest thing is, like, I got a funny story about Max, our guitar player. Um, he was like, you know, he um was telling he kind of like he's like real like he likes to tell he likes to do pranks and like you know kind of fuck with people a bit and uh yeah well you know what we're all in the van and we're just talking about like you know stories like hooking up with girls funny thing you know funny thing getting friend zoned by girls you know just those funny experiences with the when you're growing up as a teenager like in between us style stories or oh, the uh, you know this and this and Max was like told that he had us going so good he really fooled us and he was it's his classic joke as well he, he tells a lot of people this story to fuck with him but he was telling them uh he's, he's telling us that like he's like oh yeah i used to date this girl and uh every time we'd go to have you know every time she she wanted to have, every time we wanted to have sex it was like she would kind of make us act like dogs like i almost had to uh you know i'd have to get on my knees and like sniff around her and like you know and, and you know bark at her and stuff and dude honestly like i i wasn't surprised i didn't question it i was like <laughs> dude, you didn't I was question like, it because i was just like man pe- everything that like anything is like can people do it if you can think it or do it someone's going to have done it do you know what i mean so i was just like oh yeah a wild story for sure i was like yeah that's very unorthodox like i've never done that i don't know anyone else that's done that but i was like dude like i don't doubt it for a second you know what i mean like that that to me is almost on the tame side of what people do do you know what i mean i was like oh yeah well you just have to like sniff her butt and like bark yeah okay that's pretty tame you didn't have to put anything inside of you or like put a needle through your dick like (laughs) cool and and then he, he was like no I'm only joking and I was like oh see this is the thing like you tell me that as a joke but genuinely that's probably a normal day for, for some people out there oh, you know man. what I mean so, yeah. Barking like I, was, yeah. I was like bro honestly I wasn't that shocked to like people do some crazy things so you know like and he was like no no I, I am joking I'm only joking I was like yeah that's fine like you know, fucking, it's a strange that's, world. That's about the dark web, isn't it? I mean, oh, I've, ne- I've never yes. been on. I've never been on the dark web. Do you, Jimmy, have you been on the dark web? <laughs> I've never been on. I've never been on the dark web. Louis has been on the dark web. He's See? he's someone's ass. Yeah, he's 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 he was into like he was into like yeah the dark web and Bitcoin and shit when it first started. You know, so he's been there, but I've never been. Yeah, I've never really had a reason to go on there. You know, to be honest. So. I'll never go on the dark. <laughs> no. Jimmy, I don't know. Is... Like, you've seen how bad I was at even getting this Zoom call going. Like, <laughs> I, I, the web is not the place for me. I'm a very, 
Simple man. I've just got to, just got to download the app for the dark web. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean there's no app for the dark web? <laughs> I was like, well, yeah, I think I think to go on the dark web, you do need to download a different like server and browser or something like that. It sounds too complex for me. So, but yeah. But I did move in with a guy. So I moved in. I live in this little little like basement flat thing. And the guy that lives above me, super nice guy, but too smart for his own good. You know, he, it's almost like he can't communicate with the real world because he's too smart. Right. But he's also very into Bitcoin and computer and like internet money and all of this. And, you know, I move in with him and I, I'll chat to him. I'll, you know, I'll see him. I'll chat to him every now and then. And one of the things he said to me is like, well, I've actually got some money in the dark web if you ever want to buy any drugs or anything. Like, because I was talking, <laughs> I was talking to him about psychedelics and stuff because, like, I've never really explored them, but I, I do, I do see like they do seem like quite a positive thing, you know. And uh, I've started like smoking weed and stuff now, you know, and like I, I'm interested in in that stuff. So. Um, you know, I was just talking because he was like, oh, you don't do any drugs or anything, do you? I was like, no, nah, not really. You know, we having the conversation and he's like, well, if you do ever want to buy any drugs, um, I have some money in the dark web. So just let me know. And I was like, what do you mean? He's like, oh, I've got some money in a wallet on the dark web. Uh, you know, he just said it so casually. And I was like, I mean, like, thanks for the offer. But yeah, I don't think I'll I don't think I'll need to buy any like opium off the black web do you know what I mean like it's all good keep your keep you can keep it man treat yourself like <laughs> I heard you can just get kilos turn up at your doorstep on the dark web yeah. uncompletely yeah. untraceable and so, yeah. yeah those wallet things yeah that's what you have a bitcoin don't you you have, yeah. to, you have to get a, a wallet and um yeah it all has to be mined through that and then you have to, if you've got Bitcoin, you have to wake up at like four in the morning and watch the Chinese markets because it happens in the Chinese markets yeah. or anywhere else. So yeah, that's right. if you yeah. don't follow the Chinese market, it's not even worth fucking having a Bitcoin because that's what happens first. If you're asleep, you miss, this is what I've been told by someone who's got some. If, you got up, yeah. if you're not up watching the Chinese market, you might as well even bother having Bitcoin because you have to act <laughs> when the Chinese market acts and that's three or four in the morning. Yeah. It- it's it's a lot. Again, I'm, I'm free to sell a Bitcoin. <laughs> no way. No. Same. I I would love it because I'm always trying to think of. I want to be rich. Of who doesn't want to be rich? You know, like I'd love to just have money, but I also don't want to kill myself working for it. Do you know what I mean? Like so, I'm always like, hmm, Bitcoin. Maybe I can get rich off that. And then you look into it, you're like, nah, too much work. I just need to win the lottery. You know. If I was ever going to have a lot of money, I don't think you're ever going to see me. You know, I'm never going to work in like an office or work my way through the the, the corporate industry to get it. So I'm like kind of refa- refined to the fact, resigned to the fact that I'm never going to be rich. But if I happen to accidentally get rich off something, I'd, you'd be so hyped, man. Like, but yeah. Well, Jimmy, you know, like, um, Fifty Cent, yeah, an album released it, and he he got paid in Bitcoin, didn't he? Yeah, and then, he, and then he forgot about it. He was like, "Oh, he, he already had loads of money." I forgot about that. It was all in the wallet. Yeah, and Bitcoin shot up, and I think he, I can't, I couldn't tell you the figure because I can't remember the figure, but he made millions on Bitcoin just because he accepted to get paid in it when it first came out. Yeah, because he didn't need the money. He was like, all right, yeah. I gave him Bitcoin. And then it was like Bitcoin's worth shit loads, and he cashed it in. I think it was sixty million. I think. Oh. 
Dude, I'm oh, sorry, like that. that just for recording yeah. an album. So maybe and you could say, um, say to the what's it, Roadrunner? I only, I only take Bitcoin, mate. Yeah, yeah. When we when we release, we're only, really only going to record for Bitcoin. That's it. For Bitcoin, that's <laughs> it. Like, dude, I'm I'm like you said, fifty cent did it. I'm sure there's a lot of people out there that do it. I might try and get a percentage in Bitcoin because I actually have a very good friend of mine who put a grand into Bitcoin, and he got it. It went up to twenty grand, and he but he was being greedy and he didn't cash out. Mm. And he was like, no, nah, no, nah, it'll go up more. And now he's down to five grand. But still, yeah. four but grand on top of your it. grand. Yeah, four grand and on top of your one it grand keeps investment. It. It'll it's go amazing. back up Because yeah. every time yeah. that Elon Musk puts money into it, it goes up. Or one of the Arabs or something. Well, they say yeah, yeah. they say he can tweet one word. He'll tweet one word. And that will affect the whole of the Bitcoin thing. And that's, well, that's what happened, wouldn't it? He, yeah. The Bitcoin was like massive. And then he said... Bitcoin. You, you can't buy <laughs> you can't buy my cars anymore using Bitcoin. It massively plummeted overnight. Dude, yeah, it's great. And it, there's all these different names. Like they've got, there's a thing called Dogecoin now, which is like yeah. and then the one with the dog, the dog symbol. Yeah, yeah, and that's like worth fucking loads sometimes. Like I, I don't get it. I, I'd love there's to. Litecoin. Have you heard that one? Yeah. there's so many. Litecoin. And there's a new. Yeah, my friend was telling me there's a new one. Because uh, of you know, like OnlyFans is such a big industry now, and it's called like Cum Coin or something mental like that, <laughs> and it's like Come all this currency that's going to be used for like like OnlyFans and stuff like that. And I was like, dude, this is an insane world. Like I said, I'd love, I'd love to be smart enough to get a grip on it, but I just can't. I just can't learn that stuff. I'm, I'm just I'm with too... you on that. I can't, I can't get a grip on it, mate. I don't, I don't even yeah. want to be rich. I can't, I can't be honest. I don't care. Yeah. No, yeah. I'm, I'm not with him on that. I'd like to be rich. I don't, I don't care. I, there's yeah. one thing I do want to do. I do want to go on a super yacht for yeah. weekends and just get hammered I mean, on a super yacht. But get enough I'm not, I'm not, I don't strive to be rich. I don't, I just don't care. Yeah. As long as I Maybe can go to you... gigs and have a beer. Right. That's it. Yeah, I'm the same in it. Like I said, I'm not striving to be rich, but if I accidentally got rich off some Bitcoin, <laughs> I'm fucking, I wouldn't complain about that one bit. Like, <laughs> I mean, like I play, I play in a band. Sorry. Sorry I was going to say, I play in a fucking band. I'm not trying, I'm definitely not trying to be rich, you know. If I was... <laughs> Let me ask you a random one. Yeah. You're in the depths of hell. You've yeah. got to choose a human from history to kill you who are you going to choose and how are they going to do it human form fuck to kill me yeah, yeah any human form that, that we know of as a as a race so far this is this is this is my take on the old last meal option yeah i think i think can it be like fictional character anyone anyone i feel like i'd pick someone like someone like Conan the bar- Barbarian style, or like an v- old Viking or something, just to see, like, you know, you always see all the movies and they're like how they were, just to see whether it, how different humans are now from then. You know, I pick someone really like nowadays, if I pick someone from our day and age, they'd just come with a gun and shoot me, I guess, wouldn't yeah. they? And you're talking but, about an old school, vicious Viking. Yeah, yeah like a barbarian. Probably yeah, just while you're still alive and yeah, fuck it. I, I, <laughs> I might as well. Yeah, 
I might as well go out and like learn something about history before I go, you know. Like, yeah, I guess. So, barbarian, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Let's like go a white that. walker. Yeah. I mean, like, hopefully, I don't have that predicament anytime soon. But nah. <laughs> let me ask you another random one. Yeah. <laughs> another random questions. Yeah. Actually, you did I ask me that before before you come on, and I said I wanted Pam Ranson. <laughs> yeah, Yo, you want Pam Ranson to keep, just crush you under our boobs? Yeah, just that could be good. But I think he meant Pamela Anderson from the 90s, not Pamela not yeah. Anderson. Like yeah. in the full barbed wire film costumes. Yeah, yeah. Just, no, it's not the Baywatch thing, but surely. No, no, the movie. Oh, fair enough. And just be suffocated, <laughs> innit? Just get suffocated under yeah, those big... Something like that, yeah. <laughs> no, nice, slow, comfortable death, Jimmy. Yeah. Fuck it. Here Come we go, Jimmy. Back. Here's another one. Yeah, go on then. <laughs> you can pick one song by any artist... That's yeah. going to be sent to all the other planets where there's where there's life forms or whatever. And what would it be? Fucking hell, that that's a that you have is to give a minute song. to think about this. <laughs> yeah, one song, probably so- <laughs> probably just Wonderwall, isn't it? Like, he's mad for it. <laughs> Yeah, fuck it. You know what I mean? If you're going to give someone a song, give them a fucking anthem that yeah. transcends. I don't even, who knows what that song's even about, but you can't have a bad time listening to it. Even if you hate Oasis, you can't deny it's a fucking good song. Like, nice. you know, I've, all, all these other people on this other planet's going to be like singing along. Like, fuck it. Like, and you, you know, you play that on acoustic guitar, can't they? So they can all join yeah, yeah. in. It's, it's easy. Good time, good feeling. It might be a sad song. I don't know, but I never feel sad listening to it. I just oh, feel right. like, yeah, you just feel like you want to, you know, hang out with your friends and sing. Fuck it. I was, like I said, I'm not, I'm not a crazy Oasis fan, but I'll send them on the wall any day, yeah. We like, love Oasis. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you see yeah. old um, Noel said he'd, uh, he'd only get back together for 100 million? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? And Liam said, fuck it, I'll do it for free. I don't think it will happen. I feel like it would have happened by now. Yeah. I kind of think that people are going to start getting bored of them in a bit and be like, look, just either be friends or don't, in it? Because it's a yeah. bit like... But I've got this bizarre feeling it's going to happen next year. I've yeah, got this, I don't think this it will. bizarre feeling. Oh, I don't think it will. I think it will. I think it's, it's yeah, been brewing and I think it's time that the thing is, he's gone on TV now and he said, I'll oh, only ever do it for 100 million. Well, no one's yeah. ever going to pay them 100 million. Yeah, but uh, most of the stuff them two say is just banter. They do it to one yeah, yeah. another. Well, dude, I'm even slightly into the theory, the conspiracy theory that they're not, that they are actually fine with each other. This is yeah. all just a big fucking media ploy. That's what you I'm saying. I mean? It could just be they're all like, dance, the whole thing, couldn't it? Because they've they've done it. They've written. They wrote a, like in in my opinion, they wrote two. Like I, the other albums after are really good, but the first two records, they did it. They wrote two of the fucking best like rock albums ever that no one's ever going to be able to like replicate. One in timing of the world, you're never going to get a band that big. They've done it. They've been the last biggest guitar band. Yeah, they yeah. they almost 
like what what else can they do so they might have been like you know what should we just fuck with people here like let's pretend we hate each other isn't it fucking let's just ham it up a bit and then keep keep the interest there and you know like it could it could all be a fucking it all could just be a big prank on everyone because they've done it they've made their money they're always going to be rich not they're always going to be in the history books as being a great band and no one's ever going to write a fucking rock record better than than you know in my opinion the first two albums like mm, yeah. definitely maybe in that, like and the, the world's different now, isn't it? You need, there's never going to be that hysteria ever again, I think. No, know? I don't think so. Just because of the state of the record companies and everything, it's just yeah. it's, not, it's not something that could viably happen, is it? Just, speaking yeah. of, speaking yeah, about conspiracy theories, Jimmy, Yeah. we asked um, CJ Wildheart on the last podcast we did, Yeah. he was going to start your own conspiracy theory. What would it be? <laughs> what road would oh. you go down? I'm really into the I really like the deep state conspiracy theories I don't believe them all but I'm really I'd I'd go I'd go like deep you know I wouldn't go like oh this guy's actually a woman or something I'd go like deep into like 9-11 territory like our own government is trying to kill us like area of that that you know I'd I'd go real dark on it I think because I'm quite a fan of conspiracy i think that some people call it conspiratainment and i quite like reading about conspiracy theories like you know you can find the truth in it if you want to do you know what i mean so like yeah i'd, I'd go like real deep like into something like like even as for like you know like this dude's trying to block out the sun or something like you know like oh we're higher power are leaving roadrunner because it found out that ethically we couldn't be part of a label that was linked to warner brothers and they're they're trying to like block out the sun or like yeah 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 the, the mr burns <laughs> blocking out the sun yeah yeah but, but, <laughs> but the simpsons could be preparing us that could happen there could one day be a crazy man that wants to block out the sun like yeah, yeah and I mean, that could be linked that could be linked to Roadrunner, bro. Like, don't know, do you? You just don't you know. never know. And they, 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 there's possible. been so many things that have been <laughs> prophesized through The Simpsons. Like, yeah. there's an there's an episode which must have aired in like the early nineties where Lisa says, or Lisa goes back to the past, and Trump yeah. is the president. Yeah, dude. It's like, what? What the fuck? How? How have they done that? Yes, yeah, that's a remember that. Yeah. If that doesn't blow your mind, I don't know what's wrong with you. That genuinely, like, if that doesn't make you think that, like, anything is possible and all... It's like, I know the Earth isn't flat, right? But I also couldn't... I'm 99% sure the Earth isn't flat, but there's a 1% chance it might be, bro. Like, I couldn't ever tell you it wasn't because I've never seen it. Yeah. I've only ever seen what's in front of me. I've yeah. never seen the world as a whole. I don't know what the fuck it looks like. I don't know what spa- it looks like from space. Like I've seen pictures, for sure, yeah. But I've never seen it with my own eyes, and I've, or I've never turned into a giant person that can pick the world up like a marble and be like, oh, yeah. yeah. And like I said, I, I don't think it's flat, but there's a 1% chance I'm happy to say that, okay, fine, yeah, I might be wrong. It might be flat, you know. 
or it might all be a simulation like any and then you see stuff like that on the simpsons and you're like yeah like really anything like the simpsons have predicted so much that it's like who who am i to say what's real anymore when the fucking you know who the fuck knows the simpsons predicted that trump would be the president and it happened. So yeah. they, they predicted 9 11. They predicted all yeah. sorts of stuff. And it's all stuff yeah, that yeah. actually happened. It's ridiculous. You can it's find crazy. websites just listing everything that they predicted. It's ridiculous. I, yeah. I didn't realise. <laughs> and I love The Simpsons, oh, mate. Man. Who shot Mr. Burns, part one and part two? My, one of my favourite yeah. shows ever. <laughs> Jimmy, what's, no, what's never, the Simpsons? Yeah. Right. Oh, mate. Sorry. Go on. I was saying, knowing The Simpsons is probably based on some like JFK assassination theory stuff, and they predicted it all or something like. Yeah. Oh, crazy. Yeah. Let me ask you yeah, a couple real. more questions. A couple more questions. Yeah. Finish Come up. Um, so we always ask, what was your first gig? Uh, I think my first gig that I remember was as like a, seeing live bands was Naz Festival. Okay. I saw. Snuff and King Thrawn, if you know who they are. Yeah. Like, yeah, that it it was a that that's a gig, right? Like it's uh it was it was like an outdoor thing, but yeah, I, just, mm. I went to went to Naz Festival and I saw Snuff and King Prawn and I crowd surfed the whole over and over King and over. I was really little. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. King Prawn was a fucking really good band. Like I, like I said, that's the scene I came up in, like so yeah. I was probably like eleven years old or something. I went to see Snuff and King. Yeah. Snuffing King Prawn was the first, and like I said, it's probably a mid, there's probably a 2% of people in the world that would probably know who they are, but that was it. It wasn't anything big or spectacular. Like I said, I, I got into things on a very, very entry level kind of low. I was quite lucky in it. So, um, mm, yeah. yeah. It was good. First yeah. gig, mate. Who, who was like the last band you saw that kind of blew you away? Uh, I want to say Vain. I want to oh. say Vain. When we saw when we toured with Vane and Narrowhead in the UK, I was like, man, we're really fucking seeing like some new fucking incredible bands that like mean it and they fucking mm. like th- they could be they 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 live for this. Do you know what I mean? Like and they do there's so much energy right here from these bands. Like I was just blown away. I was just blown away by the fact that they're my friends you know what i mean yeah. like i was like wow like i know these people like fucking like and i'm witnessing them do something so incredible like yeah mm. i'm gonna say vain and narrow heads right um, did you ever did you ever check out um let live no I, let no i've never seen that live christ man i saw their first show in the uk and i've never seen anything like it honestly is I that just, is that the guy, the guy from, from- Fever. Fever. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I've heard Let Live, though. Yeah, I've heard it because they were super glass jaw influenced as well. Yeah, of course. So, I, I, that it, it, was a, it was a gig in London. It was, I think it was a place called um, Fighting Cox and it was a tiny room. I've yeah, I've been seen, there. never seen anything like it, man. I mean, he was up in the rafters. Yeah. And, and you know, I, I chatted to him after and, like, he was in tears. I was telling him, like, you know, music's amazing and all this and you guys were... Yeah. And he was crying. Such a nice guy. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah that's insane. insane. He seems like a, a fucking super. I've never, I've never, I've met the bass player because they do the Fever now. I bet yeah, the bass player right. of the Fever. He he was super nice. So yeah, and, and that's it. The guy who sings, 
I want to say his name's Jason or something. Yeah, Jason maybe. Butler, yeah. Yeah, dude, from what I've seen from him and from his past bands, just incredible energy, man. I wish I had that energy. I really do. Oh, I really wish I could. Great. I've seen, you know, I haven't had the pleasure of seeing you guys live yet, but, you know, watching the YouTube stuff is fucking fantastic. There's we, a lot we, of energy yeah, going we on. We can't man. wait to see you, man. We just need to. Oh, see. Yeah, we, that'd be so good. You, you can't wait to play. We can't wait. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we can't yeah, wait yeah. To come if we want to see it. Yeah, you got to come. Yeah, if you like I said, hit me up. I'll get you in or whatever. It'd be nice to meet you both in person. Oh, that's so. very kind, Jimmy. Oh, that'd be fantastic. Uh, one last question. Just um, yeah. any advice on bands starting up, you know, hardcore bands, whatever band, really. I know you're in so much music, but well, what could you tell any of the up-and-coming bands that they should or shouldn't do or anything you could say to them that you, you might have thought better of doing don't shit on the throat uh, <laughs> yeah um i wish i, I wish i'd been on, i've never been on a tour bus but i know that rule but maybe one day i'll get to live the tour bus life um it's coming i soon. think yeah hopefully that'd be nice wouldn't it um i'd just say just just do it because you love it you're never gonna it's very rare that you're gonna make a good living off this so like just do it if you want to do it full on, just do it. Like, don't do it thinking you're going to ever get paid from it or it's ever going to be a viable career choice. Just live it in it. If you want to really do it and be a full time band, you, ju- you just live it and, you know, just fucking live it and don't, who, it doesn't matter where we've all, everyone in higher power has been homeless at one point not had any money like I've come home from tours and had to sell my PlayStation just to get dinner on that day and not even knowing what I'm going to do after that day and you know it's it's not it's not a, like I said it's not a fucking viable career option really like let's face it in this day and age with the music industry but if you want to do it just fucking live it and enjoy it whilst you can because again, it's never every band breaks up at some point, and especially now that the financial side of it is so few and far between, just live it and enjoy it for what it is. You know, that's why I'm so I'm doing higher power. I'm just enjoying it for what it is, man. Like, and it's brought me this far, so you know, just like yeah, that's what I'd say to people. Yeah, no, that's brilliant, Jimmy. Superb, and no worries. Thanks so much. Yeah, thanks right. so much for coming on and talking to us, man. We really appreciate it. We appreciate everyone that comes on and we absolutely love that chat with you. So, yeah, thank you. Luck, I appreciate I'm so rooting for you to get out of there soon, man. It's, yeah, man. so close. Yeah, I really like this. And hopefully, and uh, just thanks, uh, thanks for wanting to have a conversation with me as a person. As you can tell, I talk a fucking lot. I love a good conversation. So it's like nice that you were interested to have a conversation with that's flattering to me you know what i mean like if anyone wants to brilliant. hear what i've got to say man and we are we, you know, we're genuine fans of your music you know? we yeah. find the albums and it's thank great. you yeah and I, I appreciate that i appreciate appreciate that even more so yeah thank you a lot and uh i'll have to come up to Leeds and i'll come up to Leeds soon get you to tattoo me but i'll check the spelling yeah 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 come come get a tattoo as long as it's as long as it's not my lyrics, you're all, you're all good. I'll, I'll can Google it. 
Yeah, I don't oh. think I don't think I'll have one of those burning police cars you did though. Dude, I I actually have a, one more funny story yes. that happened to me literally a week ago. Is um <laughs> this guy came and he booked him. Well, he booked him for Instagram, and you know, he's like, I just want some little dice on my leg, and I'm like, cool, yeah, cool. And I'll book it in, and you know. And I think it's going to fill a little gap. So I'll just draw it when he gets there kind of thing. I didn't, you know, it's just two dice, super simple for me. Um, He gets there and I'm like, oh, so where are we putting this? And, his, you know, his whole leg's free. I'm like, oh, it's not like a gap filler. Okay, cool. And he's like, yeah. And, uh, and the dude's super shy and awkward anyway. And he's he's mumbling a bit. And he's like, oh, and uh, yeah, yeah. And I want the right. He'd never told me this. But he was like, oh, I want the writing with it. You know, that every day, every day I roll the dice, you know. And I'm like, oh, you want that written with it? And I just heard him say, every day you roll the dice. So I go, I draw him up, I draw it up quickly with the writing on. And I come back and I'm like, something like this. And he's like, yeah, yeah. And I just think he, it's just, you know, a general quote, like every day I roll the dice. So I'm like, and I'm like, oh, um, you know, I'm making the stencil. We're getting ready, you know, and I'm like, oh, uh, is is this lyrics or anything or you just like the saying or and he's like you know the song and I'm like no like what song and he's like you know it and I'm like uh nah I'm sorry I really don't know it like um and he's like it's it's your song it's from your song it's it's from this song burning we have and I'm like oh fuck <laughs> okay <laughs> okay 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 uh, i'm with you now fuck that's not even the lyrics like <laughs> <laughs> and he's like yeah i wanted the lyrics from burning and i'm like dude when you told me because you said it so quick and like kind of shyly and you you, you know he just kind of oh, i just want you know i don't want the dice over it like that almost and i was like oh dude i completely misheard what you said i completely misheard what you said i didn't even get the relation to the song I'm so sorry. Let me correct that and uh, let me redraw it real quick. And you could tell, and I was like, really? fuck this dude. But he didn't tell me before was the only thing. I just assumed he was just coming to get some dice because he wanted some dice and was like, oh, I didn't know he knew. Who, this is the thing as well is I, I don't know who knows higher power when they come to get tattooed from me. There's a lot of people I tattoo that have no idea that I'm in a band. So I never assume, I never assume it or expect it. And yeah, mm. this dude, Dude, if I'd not asked, imagine if I'd not asked that question till midway through the tattoo, like this dude would have thought he was getting the, the fucking song lyrics, and I'd have had to be like, "Oh, it's not actually that." Like, oh, so shit. I was like, "What were the lyrics?" <laughs> the, the lyrics are "Every day a roll of the dice." Oh, okay. Uh, Land the wrong face. I'll see. It's from an, an, a song from the album before, Soul Structure, called Burning. Yeah. It's just yeah, it's just about life and and death in general. A very broad song, very very early days writing for me, you know, where I was just like, oh, I'll write about death dying because it's you know, it's like a big subject in life. So it's a bit it's a bit it's not my finest lyrics, but yeah, it's every day a roll of the dice, land a wrong face, and I'll see you on the other side. And he that obviously really resonated with him and he came to get every day a roll of the dice toad. And I just completely heard it as him saying, every day I roll the dice. Thinking, I thought it was like some rap song or something, you know, like every day I'm hustling, like, <laughs> and yeah. And I was like, 
fuck, dude. I'm so glad I made that small talk, you know, just... Yeah. <laughs> oh, so, that yeah, is that's such a good story. I love it. Yeah. yeah. I got sorted in the end. Yeah. 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 So I'm so glad I remember so When you have your yeah. tattoo with, with Jimmy Hobo, you can just be clear, yeah? <laughs> yeah. Make, make sure you tell me that you know who, who my band are and that you are you want the tattoo. Because like I said, I had no idea. This I assume no one knows who my band are. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm not... I just... I, it's not something... I expect anyone to know. So I'm just like, I didn't think he was coming for a higher power, power tattoo one bit. And he's the first person I've ever done one on. And I didn't even know I was doing it. So <laughs> I was a bit like, oh shit, like this is really like, this is a fucking scary thing to do. So oh, at, least, at least he was happy in the end. <laughs> yeah. Uh, at least oh, he got the right lyrics. I've missed one out. Let me yeah. ask you one more question. Again. One more question. Last question. Last question. Sorry, Jimmy. What is what is your favorite album of all time, and why is it Worship and Tribute? <laughs> Dude, it's so fucking good. Like, just Daryl's voice is so good. Um, I don't know my favorite album of all time because I'm gonna say Outcome the Walls by Rancid oh, is my. God, I love that. Is yeah, that's my staple first. What you know, like I said, one of the first albums I ever bought, first one that got me into the fast beat, got me into bass playing, opened me up to like ska, reggae, like music outside of my like little white village, you know, upbringing. And like yeah, Out from the Walls is was the first album to really change my life. So I always say that, and like I said, might be very unexpected. I don't really know many people in my friendship group that like think rancid are cool but it's it's my one i fucking love it and i love it to this day and it's changed my world so yeah that's it that's my answer on that amazing i saw him twice in london and it was on the strength of hearing that yeah that album my my cousin had a group of biker friends and they used to play that at parties where my cousin did yeah I just kept seeing the album, seeing the album cover, and I was like, "Right, um, I love this shit." And then I just yeah. I got my own copy of it. And then me and my mates, we went up to London, saw them twice, and they were Dude, that's brilliant. So sick. They were brilliant. So yeah. I've only seen them once. I saw them on the the Indestructible tour with GBH. Actually, that was really sick as well, getting to see. And I was real. I was obviously quite young, so it's such a cool thing to see as as a young guy and just be like ah oh, I've seen them now you know like at least one at least I got to see them once it, like I said it wasn't the glory days of Out From The Walls but it was good and GBH played with them so it's fucking sick Legends Legends they've been going a while <laughs> right well, nice one man Jimmy you've no been worries. an absolute pleasure see you later thank you enjoy your evening cheers buddy take care bye, bye. bye.